Deep enough. Deep enough. Deep enough. No, we're del- we're deleting that one. Hello. Hello. It's the Josh and Tracy. Just deep enough. Just deep enough, and we're out, laying on a blanket outside in this in the dappled sunlight under some trees that make it so that it's kind of sunny and kind of dappled so it's not too hot not too cold that's what's going on right now Mm -hmm. and dear listener are you prepared to go just deep enough with josh and tracy (laughs) because whether you like it or not that's what's going to happen you have the power josh you're triggering people you're triggering people right now possibly trigger alert we should put this in our our thing puns may be triggering to some listeners Mm. what about (laughs) plans are plans triggering um they can be yeah because sometimes people have had bad experience with trying to make plans in the Mm -hmm. past Mm -hmm. and then and so they're like i don't know if i ask to do something maybe Mm -hmm. the other person won't want to or if i want to or or maybe they'll want to do something I don't want to do. Well, like, look at those those ants that are on that blade of grass right where, now. Where, where, right where, there. where, where, where? Oh, I just saw one. There were two oh, ants right next now. to each I other. I see them, yes. There's, oh, yeah. what are they doing? I don't know. Did they have a plan to do this, or are they following some kind of natural instinct? Yeah, well, they have, as I understand it, ants have some sort of olfactory hormonal mm-hmm. thingy where they follow a little trail of mm-hmm. the preceding ants' pheromones mm-hmm. or something in order to find the mm-hmm. cache of mm-hmm. sweets or whatever it is that they're seeking. Hmm. Well, I guess, you know, since we talked about a topic for this episode being like how in a relationship people plan together Mm -hmm. I I decided to use the the outdoorsy observation of ants collaborating to to lead us into into that discussion you know I like it I like it okay Mm -hmm. well so first okay this was your idea Mm-hmm. of doing let's do a thing about how people in a relationship make plans this mm-hmm. was your idea and i said sure that sounds great right so that's how we mm-hmm. made this plan mm-hmm. was i just agreed that okay yeah sounds good mm-hmm. so tell me mm-hmm. what was it that inspired you to generate that topic i've been thinking about plans as i have been uh, listening to elizabeth warren's book persist She's kind of your mentor now. I think you're obsessed with her, which is a good person to be obsessed with. I am marginally obsessed with the idea of planning. You know, I'm marginally obsessed with how much I love you, too. Marginally obsessed? Yeah. Well, if you can be marginally obsessed with me mm-hmm. and, and Elizabeth, Warren. Elizabeth Warren at the same time, I feel like that reflects very highly on me. Because uh-huh. even though I think she is like, like the home ec teacher that would have been really annoyed that I didn't know how to do the inseam correctly. I really also admire her a great mm-hmm. deal. And so she has a lot of plans relating to 
policies regarding social issues and so that's like it's an example of a, a macro scale plan from someone who cares a lot about society and uh, laws fairness progressive so i got to thinking a little bit about more of a microcosm of planning that has to do with with you and i and our sovereign nate our sovereign nation of josh and tracy how how we can make sort of policy plans you know that facilitate our participating in larger society and facilitate how we just have fun together and, and make long-term goals to you know keep our relationship solid and just to have fun and improve each other's quality of life we were just enjoying that delicious salad that, that i made and having a discussion about needing a celebrity focus group to evaluate how much we've improved each other's quality of lives. I know, and I, I didn't endorse the celebrity part of it because I couldn't see how celebrities would be in the right frame of mind to mm -hmm. evaluate us. Mm -hmm. um, 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 it would make it for a better show, though, mm -hmm. if it were a show, mm -hmm. I guess having... Kim Kardashian decide mm -hmm. whether or not our qualities of life have improved, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's really qualified. No offense. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's qualified for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing <laughs> a, a lot of people plan to do is. I mean, I, I wanted to go as an initial thing is like how to rather than go into like some kind of heavy relationship plan with shared visions and goals to. Since, you know, one of the other things that triggered this idea of mine was you said, hey, let's go lay on a blanket outside in the dappled sunlight. And I thought of that was like like a little quickie plan that I agreed with. Yeah, you just for, were right in it. And yeah. I loved that, you yeah. know. I mean, I think, and also, I think one of the things that I don't know how transferable this is, but one thing about you and I characterologically is that we both are pretty like spontaneous spontaneous but mm -hmm. i mean but you're also very planful and and um you're very planful but you also have created a lot of space in your plan to go yeah that sounds fun mm -hmm. yeah. and i kind of also have a little bit of a yeah that sounds fun vibe mm -hmm. <laughs> ever since i developed a, a dance hobby and a meditation practice um i i have this idea that you know, making plans is a combination of what happens in the moment and also what happens as a result of dedicated practice. You know, and I've gradually had more insight into how methodical your approach is to life in the midst of your spontaneity. And so it seems like coming up with plans, since it requires for a successful plan, not just to have sort of a structure, but to also be willing to adapt it as you go. Um, is another thing and that's where the moment-to-moment -moment spontaneity can help a plan be more successful because a lot of times I think plans are abandoned when they hit a roadblock when really adapting the plan is better like you know what you might have said to hey let's go outside and lay in the grass and I didn't just say yes what I said was a suggestion for the adaptation what did I mm -hmm. say you said on a blanket uh-huh because I am more person who I because my I said let's go lay in the grass the and grass. I and I would have just laid in the grass <laughs> but you a more scrupulous avoider of the random feces of everyone's pets 
and so forth, even though this particular complex that we live in is very uh, scrupulous also about not letting anything get nasty. Mm -hmm. um, I respected that. Like on my, on my side, I'm like, oh, whatever, let's just lay in the grass. Like what mm -hmm. could happen? Mm -hmm. It's nature. And you're like, mm, I want to lay on a blanket. But, mm -hmm. but, and I'm like, okay, cool, right? Mm -hmm. so, so we both get our need met. Mm -hmm. Right, so I think it's the adaptability, and this is such a small example if I try to think about it, but to me it's, that's the key of it, right? It's mm -hmm. like, it's like you're yes-anding in a sense. You're like, mm -hmm. yes, I will do that, and mm -hmm. I would like it to be not on the grass without a barrier between me and whatever animal just was mm -hmm. there, right? And I respect that. Yeah. So. And you, you've also said regarding... Um, making changes is that change is instantaneous, right? <laughs> yeah. And what is it, the other thing? I said change is instantaneous, mm -hmm. but the time it takes to give oneself permission to mm -hmm. change is a varying length. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes, so I think once a person works through all of the resistance to change. So is that working through a planning process? Mm, I've never thought of it in that way, but maybe, maybe. Um, it might be. I think of it more as people are always doing whatever they do because they believe that's really the best thing to do, even if it's causing them suffering. Mm -hmm. They will like, oh, I wish I wasn't so anxious. But if they dig in, they're still anxious because on some level they feel mm -hmm. like it's a good idea, like it has a value to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean... And this could be upsetting to some people who feel like, you know, that their anxiety is, you know, it's, they're like, are you saying it's a choice? And I'm, you know, it's not a conscious choice. It's not like you sit there and go, oh, should I be anxious? Yes or no? I choose mm -hmm. yes. It's more of it's a subconscious idea. So people are often anxious or resistant because they feel like, for instance, people think that anxiety is helping them to prepare mm -hmm. for these unpredictable events in the future. So they might, in a sense, people associate anxiety with planning, in mm -hmm. a sense. They think they're planning for mm -hmm. all of the potential mm -hmm. things that could ever go wrong. Mm -hmm. But very often, or they or they have a just a vague sense that something could go wrong and they don't even know what it is. And they feel like they need to be prepared for something they can't predict. And mm -hmm. that is a good way of describing anxiety, right? Yeah. Also, sometimes it's like not planning is what that time is. That that time before a change takes place is a time of avoiding a plan, maybe, in some ways. Because I was just asking maybe if doing something, what leads up to doing it is the planning of it. Um, Okay. All right. Fair enough. But I think I think what it is is they have when I think about change is that people have to begin to realize that the method by which they have been trying to meet their need mm -hmm. is not really actually meeting the need. Yeah. So the first thing is to acknowledge what need am I trying to meet? Mm -hmm. In the case of anxiety, people are often trying to to meet the need of feeling safe. Mm -hmm. If you dig down deep enough, but of course anxiety has the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. it makes you feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. So the goal of trying to predict everything that could possibly go wrong and stay focused on oh, what could happen, what could happen, what could happen. Mm -hmm. That is an effort to stay safe. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually have that effect. Um, mm -hmm. And so then you go, okay, well, how can I be safe? 
Mm-hmm. Really, how can I meet that very reasonable need mm-hmm. and w- desire? And I think when in a relationship, a lot of times that's an underlying goal. It's to guarantee a sense of safety for each other. In fact, one of the most common plans out there that I see and hear, or at least the word, is a safety plan or a crisis plan. Ah, you know, right. Yeah. You know, it's sort of because there's plans that are like, let's do this thing together. And then there's this plan that's like what we do in what situation, which isn't necessarily what I was thinking about when I suggested this topic. I was more thinking about here's you and me, Tracy, two people who've decided to be together for an extended period. Like, uh, what have we decided to set? We're at 18 yeah. months now. We're going to plan to be together for 18 months. Is that what it is? At least. an extended period Mm -hmm. did I use those words an extended period yes you did (laughs) so that made me me think okay well what's our deadline on this project what's the turnaround time (laughs) so time frames Oops. I laugh like a monkey. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> this sunlight's really warm, isn't it? It's nice. You have shorts on. I have jeans on. Black jeans. That's why it's especially warm for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do an example plan for our, our dear listeners. Like, on the spot, let's make a plan. Okay. We'll demonstrate. Demonstrate. The planning process. Planning process. Okay. Um... Let's see, what's something we've been thinking about doing and we'll plan that, something that we've just chatted about. Um, hmm. I could do background music while you're thinking so yeah. that... Yeah, do that, the background music. A trip, maybe a special exciting trip. Oh, how about this? Here's the plan. One of the things that you suggested you'd like to do is to attend a Renaissance fair. Yes. Okay, so here's an example. It's really not something totally in my wheelhouse, but it's something that you kind of like, and it sounds interesting to me. So we're looking at the initiation of a plan, and frequently in plan initiation, like one person, in fact, by necessity, one person, I think, has to initiate it because we can't just go, one, two, three, go, plan, and then do it at the same time. Well, we could, but we'd probably be thinking about two separate things. And still, then we would decide on which one to go with. (laughs) All right. So, I'm being very step-by-step analytical here. First step in plan process is suggesting a thing to do, at least for this one, like a thing in the future. Like, we're going to go to uh, a Renaissance Renaissance fair. fair. Yeah. So, one of the first things that one of the people does, which is me, is um, looks on the internet to see where are these renaissance fairs and in the case of the current lockdown status of varying degrees of lockdown are any of them expected to actually occur Mm -hmm. and so i did that and there's one in i think it is rexburg in Mm -hmm. um the end of june beginning of july that week Mm -hmm. that last bit of june the first week Mm -hmm. of july Mm -hmm. And so I told you about it, and I said, "Hey, this is gonna, this is a thing, and it's this time frame." Mm-hmm. So I told you that that was, and it looks like it is going to occur. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the first step. As yeah. I had the idea, I told uh-huh. you about it. You were like, "Okay," and then I did some research to find out 
where and when one might occur that was close mm -hmm. enough for us to go to. Mm -hmm. So this brings up, believe it or not, even though it's kind of a, a light, fun thing for us to do, some some deeper... Deep, how deep, Josh? Deep, Medium deep? Um, super deep, actually. Uh-oh. Well, think, <laughs> think about this. One, I've heard and I've had this experience that in relationships... Sometimes people may get resentments because resentments they think, I'm always making the plans for us, mm. right? Or you never plan anything, Or right? what if someone someday gets resentful because they're the one that always makes the really good salads? That's what I'm worried about. Because <laughs> you make the uh -huh. best salads. Mm -hmm. You make all the good food. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to go off on a rabbit hole, but I do. I worry about that. Because you make the best food and you're a, a chef and I'm kind of like, uh, fill the void. Mm. And and um, I want mm -hmm. to eat the chef food, but I don't mm -hmm. always like to make the chef food. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay, we'll talk about that well, another well, time. Yeah, so the where, where things are going here is that, you know, who's going to do, in order to make the event of going to the Renaissance Fair, the goal is to have fun, kind of, right? And, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. And maybe so, eat one of those big weird turkey legs. Mm -hmm. I don't really want one. And I one. like to carry a sword. Oh, we'll get you one. We'll get you a sword. So. Um, or a so, scabbard. Without a sword? I, I, oh, I have to get no, a permit no, no, for the sword? No. Um, oh, wait. Maybe it's not a sword. Maybe I mean, and not a scabbard. A scabbard is what you put the sword in, right? I mean one of those little pokey pokey swords dagger? like a dagger that's oh, the yeah, kind that, that i think daggers are cool. less unwielding if we were doing a a medieval dance Ooh, you better do that yeah okay um, all right so go on i'm i'm i have uh -huh. the attention i'm i'm not the best sometimes with my attention span staying on mm -hmm. track i apologize go ahead well this is bubbling up ways to make it fun so the planning process has this sort of um, brainstormy kind of effect as well as a very you know methodical like look it up find when they are work out the dates um, and then I bring up the idea of who's doing most of the planning mm. you you could look it up send me the dates send me an email that this is it and what if I get busy don't reply to your text with the date and you think oh shit Josh doesn't really want to go to this or I don't know what you might be thinking so there's this um, mm -hmm. this momentum in the planning process when it's a, a shared activity, you know? It can mm -hmm. be a, a turn-taking thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think if both people, if, if it's my, if it's like if both people are willing, because you're so good at like when you helped me get my passport and that was a gift to me and you took all the initiative of finding the place and then when when everything was booked up until forever you found another opportunity and created a situation where I could get applied for my passport and you did all of that and it was such a lovely thing and it was just meant the world to me really mm -hmm. so so sometimes so you're good at that and I'm mm -hmm. not bad at it in mm -hmm. some ways I mean in the course case of the passport for a variety of weird neurotic reasons on my part I had some mm -hmm. anxiety about it yeah um but and you just gave me the great gift mm -hmm. of your time and effort and even paid for the passport and mm -hmm. everything which was just like mm -hmm. it just means so much to me honestly but um well this is a good 
another deeper enough. As, as I listen to the, the sincerity and gratitude here, it's this other deeper component of plans. It's not as as basic as just the logistical way of doing something fun in a relationship. Plans can also be a way of giving each other gifts. I mean, I came up with that thought a few seconds ago about people can have resentments for someone who does all the planning. Flip side of that is this sense of real gratitude and love when we sort of make plans or facilitate something that is something that one or the other suggested that was really meaningful to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a nice little balance out the, the worry benefit kind of approach to relationship based planning. Yeah, and if somebody is in a frame of mind to look for things to be annoyed about, they can be annoyed either by the other person always makes all the plans and never gives me a chance, mm-hmm. or or I always have to make all the plans, or, I mean, you know what I mean? It's also mm-hmm. like a frame of mind. If there really is an actual imbalance, mm-hmm. then that can be brought to the table to discuss. But mm-hmm. it's also, I think, it's also sometimes, no matter what, people can be annoyed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So with our Renaissance Fair plan, um, we are kind of at the point where you've identified one that's in couple hours a couple hours away Rexburg oh oh driving wise oh yeah. yeah hurry up it's in a couple hours yeah. from right now <laughs> hurry Josh run run I'm sorry I didn't mention it before just now <laughs> no it's in a couple hours drive drive yeah um I know someone from Rexburg I do my ex-wife's best friend's father was from Rexburg oh let's go hang out <laughs> I might be making that Text up. Text him. It might be someone else, but for some reason, Rexburg is ringing a bell. Because I'd say, like, honestly, like, an ex-wife's best friend's father is, like, <laughs> that's, like, three degrees of separation from fame right there, dude. We need to, like, take advantage of that connection. Hmm. Um, Plus Rexburg. <laughs> Yikes. All right. We have a date and a time. I'm fuzzy on the date and time, but for the sake of making the podcast go, we'll say we have a date and time. And now we just have to make sure that we both have it free mm-hmm. and then just plan to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it could be just done. You know, this is the other thing about planning. You can like leave them simple or we could we could spiff it up, you know. In the terminology of salsa dancing, we could add some shines to it, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. Flourishes. Or some flourishes, flourishes, as they say in um, tango. Mm-hmm. Adornments. Adornments. Adornos. Adornos. Um, uh, Costumes. Daggers. Mm-hmm. Scabbards. Mm-hmm. Flowy dresses. You have a dress? I have a dress that is actually a Renaissance style dress that would be a, an, a, a go-to. It would be a possible thing. But then I've also thought about it. it's going to be warm. And this particular dress is potentially a little bit sweaty. Oh. So I might um, uh, think of something else. Uh-huh. But yeah, I definitely. And like those, honestly, those cool pants I got you for a present, uh-huh. those would be really good. Because they're uh-huh. kind of, um, they have the vibe of something that a person may have mm-hmm. worn in the day. And then there's another shirt that I have in mind. Another thing that I like to do that I, I get to do with you is buy you presents. Mm-hmm. I love to buy. I love. I like to give you presents because you mm-hmm. like to have get the presents. Mm-hmm. Is this a, a love language moment? Um, um, 
I don't think, I don't know. I've really been thinking about that because maybe. 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 I didn't get the chance in the past to express that Mm -hmm. um, as much for a variety of reasons. Um, Because the giving and receiving of gifts in my past situation um, wasn't was not only not encouraged it was Mm -hmm. um, what's the opposite of encouraged discouraged Mm -hmm. (laughs) discouraged Mm -hmm. and so I didn't get to do it but um, I have been doing it and also Mm -hmm. I've been doing it more with regard to giving people like making things that I make I've been Mm -hmm. enjoying a lot more giving people things Mm -hmm. that I've made Mm -hmm. like dolls and perfumes and things Mm -hmm. that I like to make Ooh, can I propose a a digression in our podcast topics relating to that okay because here's the other deal I started out the podcast with ideas for planning things together and we just did a quickie example with planning going to the renaissance fair and modeled that but you bring up this idea of like independent things we do like planning to make a gift for somebody and so the other thing that can happen in relationships is to support people in their independent planning like giving each other space to kind of make their their own plans i mean a real simple example and be like you're making a gift for someone and i don't go in in the middle of you like finishing your gift saying come on tracy let's go watch a show you know what i mean i mean that's a tiny little example Mm. But also there's larger things like you might you do have a, a plan to write another book and you're, you're working on that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that plan looks like, but I can kind of facilitate that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And here's the other idea, how to how to facilitate each other's plans without promoting like guilt or shame. Like I could easily see myself. Didn't you say you want to do that? Haven't you been working on that or where are you at on that? So, you know, at the same Which time... Which would be an expression of concern on mm-hmm. your part, but also could be, I could feel it as a... Encourage. As, yeah, I could, you would be trying to encourage me, but it mm-hmm. is the... And I tend to, honestly, if I know something that is actually good for me, and if uh-huh. somebody is sort of, like with my glasses, you're like, uh-huh. Tracy, where are your glasses? Uh-huh. You always do that. Uh-huh. And um, and I, I always say, oh, you're just bossy. And I, mm. t- I kid around it. Uh, uh-huh. But I really actually appreciate it. Like, uh-huh. I recognize that, yeah, it is better if I'm wearing my glasses for uh-huh. things like seeing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think because I know there's a part of me that feels like, why? Like, I'm like annoyed at myself mm-hmm. for not working more on the book or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But then when you encourage me, then I'm like, oh, well... You're bossy, and I appreciate it. But, but you're not a very bossy person. You're just not. No. You're very kind. I am kind. Um, I want to lean into this idea of plans being difficult, because. Yeah, yeah. Because the trouble that's when you thought of when you suggested this topic, I was thinking, you know, often to express a thing when it is best if one describes how one overcame challenges in that mm-hmm. um and i don't know that you and i have te- so far terrible challenges with our plan making not not so much we haven't had any challenges so if we were to model that p- 
process, it might be a little more complicated since we don't have an example of that. Um, but we could say what characteristics allow us to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. Mm, the willingness to compromise? Yeah, well, and philosophically, you know, you mentioned, uh -huh. like, like, philosoph you mentioned, like, your, your tango and your um, meditation practice uh -huh. affecting how you approach both planfulness and spontaneity, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Well, also, my philosophical perspective also facilitates it in that I tend to think if one is aligned well uh -huh. in their life, which I try to be as best uh -huh. as I can, then the thing that shows up is a, is a good thing mm -hmm. there's there is something about this thing that is good and so mm -hmm. stepping into it i get to find out what it is what mm. the good thing is so and that might be an idea in my own head like oh i want to lay down in the grass mm -hmm. and do you want to lay down in the grass or and then you're like yes so mm -hmm. if you're like so and even if you had said no i don't want to i would have been disappointed but i would have thought well that's probably because there's mm -hmm. something else that's better than that uh, speaking of the grass and our need to take the break at the half hour mark how about we take this break and we move our blanket slightly because i'm getting kind of hot and i want to proceed into some Just more take your pants off. zone all right here we go we're going to take a break for a moment so i can disrobe and lay in the grass naked <laughs> All right. Okay. I am still wearing all of my clothes. Oh, he isn't. Don't believe him. He's completely naked. I hope the police don't come. Which brought us to a thing about Eugene. We heard a rumor from one it's of... It's not just It's a not a rumor, rumor. sorry. One my of friend Heather doesn't just traffic in you. In, she doesn't... What's the term? Traffic? She doesn't traffic in rumors. She's a, she's, she tells the truth. Anyway, in Eugene, they're not as strict about public nudity. Nope. Um, so strict as in like they won't throw you in a mental hospital or jail or give you a big ticket or something like that. Yeah, or a ticket and a mental hospital. That's yeah. like double jeopardy. Ticket to a mental hospital. Winner, winner, winner. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken dinner with a plastic fork. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? We're talking about making plans, and then yeah. I brought up while we were in the interim period, where actually we just moved the blanket so that we wouldn't be so, so that his black jean scenario would not be so uncomfortable. Mm, puppy dog. Oh, that person has a doggy. I wish I had a doggy. Okay, so um, we're talking about. I said, I said, we, he was saying if we were in Eugene, we wouldn't have to worry about if I was naked. And I said, because they have this thing of, apparently the rule is you can be naked in public as long as no one complains. Ah, and so we started talking about maybe moving to Eugene someday. Was that where the yeah, conversation... Yeah, I was like, and you said, it's too bad we don't live in Eugene. And I yeah. said, I kind of wouldn't mind finding yeah. out about living in Eugene. Uh -huh. And you, and then I said about how sometimes I'm not sure, I, as much as I like Boise, I do like uh -huh. it very much. There's uh -huh. a part of me that especially now with how expensive it is housing and everything uh -huh. it's just so freaking expensive to live ah. here um that's made mm -hmm. me think about wanting to move mm -hmm. and you said that you don't want to be here either but you moving thinking about moving is challenging because you didn't want to do it by yourself or on mm -hmm. your own and then that's where we left off yeah uh so so that brings up the idea of planning a brand new thing you mm -hmm. guys can real time watch us flounder about mm -hmm. on this topic 
And I like going this direction too, because unlike the Renaissance Fair thing, where it was something we talked about before this episode began, the, the idea of moving somewhere is much more tentative and just came up. So it's, it's fresh, hot off the presses. And Eugene has that cool festival that's even better than a Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it does. And I would make it fun, even like I did with road trips. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh-huh. Hmm. So this is a much more big plan. I mean, relocating. I mean, we've got family here in Boise. We've uh-huh. got financial things to consider. Mm-hmm. So here, here is the, the plan scenario where it's it's more complex however just like the change is instantaneous thing there's plenty of folks out there that just pack up and go somewhere right i used to do it i used to never have more things than i could fit into a garbage bag Mm -hmm. and i used to just every once in a while just pack up my stuff and i'm going somewhere Mm -hmm. that was a long time ago though Mm -hmm. but i but now that my children are adults um and have are you know they don't they don't need me in the same way Mm -hmm. that would be hard being further away from the kids yeah Yeah. but Mm -hmm. but it but also i it they were there they they're at some point going to be further away from me as they go on their Mm -hmm. adventures in their life right so and i've Mm -hmm. never been one to Mm -hmm. i'm never going to be that mom yeah that's like, why don't you call me more? Mm-hmm. Um, I love to be around my kids, but they could also visit if I live some other place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or come, they, went, they decide they want to live there or whatever. You know, you never yeah. know what's going to happen. That is very true. There is that aspect of people moving together. I mean, it could be, it could be very much that. So it's not always a, uh, a family separation piece of planning, you know. So this is kind of one of those things where the planning process sometimes is just even deciding whether or not to make the plan itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a proto-planning place. Mm-hmm. Proto-planning place. Proto-planning. It's the kind of planning that protos do. Yeah. Um, okay. We constantly improv. And, and do that yeah. thing on the end of it. Thank you for always going along with that so 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 one of the things if I if we did move to Oregon I would have to find out what the reciprocity with uh, counseling licenses is Mm -hmm. um, which um, is not in not that hard it's always a little Mm -hmm. bit of a hassle but I have because of how long I've been a counselor and my independent licensure and things Mm -hmm. like that um, it's not Mm-hmm. Impossible, but then there's also the fact that I have a really nice job where I am mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and um, but I honestly I think that more than any other thing I don't know that I mean I would have to I'd want to see what the housing market was like, but honestly when I look around trying to think about buying a house anywhere that I would want to be without having to move to a so far away from the Boise area mm-hmm. just to be able to afford it it makes me think well Hmm. maybe you know looking at other markets that's part Mm -hmm. of it for me Mm -hmm. yeah and I that is not 
in my mind as far as a reason to go there. You know, when I moved to other places in the past, it was much more of the motivation being part of my ex-wife's pursuit of higher education. Um, whereas this contemplation, proto-planning of maybe moving to another city in Oregon, Eugene is the one we're throwing out there. For me, the motivation has a little more to do with adventure, just trying a new place. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I don't really like, well, from the past, I haven't had a lot of good experiences with traveling. What I do like and have had good experience with is going somewhere else and kind of setting up a home and being somewhere else. I, I enjoy that, that process of planting myself and thriving in a new place. So I, I like the idea of having the ability to... Uh, or the opportunity to go somewhere else and adapt to the new environment. You know, I, I didn't realize, but you know, one of my fantasies is to be a, uh, a gypsy king. And, and also, when I was a very young boy, there was a lot of moving around that my family did. So mm-hmm. the idea of moving places, to me, is somewhat second nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, in fact, my family has frequently bought and sold houses over the years yeah uh, like I've, i my mom lives in the same house that i grew up in like mm-hmm. they my, that house was bought when i was three years old mm-hmm. and there's a lot of advantages to that but i don't have the opportunity to buy a house 20 years ago and live in it till now and have yeah. it be paid off because that's not the trajectory that my life took i mm-hmm. left i i did not take anything with me in my mm-hmm. divorce i said here mm-hmm. you have everything just mm-hmm. un f my credit and i will be happy to move along down the road which means mm-hmm. i don't um so i didn't try mm-hmm. to take anything with me mm-hmm. in terms of property or things like mm-hmm. that which i think um was the best choice but it puts me in a situation where i worry about when i get old mm-hmm. right that's the plan yeah. so there's an aspect of planning right and uh-huh. um I worry, I start to worry about, um, will I be in a situation where I mm-hmm. ha- am not, uh, indigent, you know, yeah. when I'm old. So as far as this plan is unfolding, I hear you thinking more about quality of life when you're older associated with affordable housing. Um, for me, some of the, it's not, I don't have that image. I get that, and it's one of the things that I am grateful to you for. You seem to have a, you're much more in touch with that reality. Well, uh, I'm older than you a little bit. Maybe when, maybe it has a little bit to do with just having a few more years on you, and the fact mm-hmm. that 55 sounds mm-hmm. like, like one of those landmark milestone mm-hmm. ages, doesn't it? And you're 47, mm-hmm. so you'll be 48 this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you start to say 48 already. You're saying you're, mm-hmm. you've been saying you're 48 lately. And I'm like, are you sure? I think you're 47, but I think you're just, you notice late. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I usually do it too. Um, I often start thinking about, I am the age, the next age uh-huh. about six months uh-huh. before I am that age. That's Ooh. not happening this time because uh-huh. 55 sounds so A good stopping place. 55, you know, I mean, I'd say I look what 30. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> With your new haircut? I think late 20s. <laughs> well, 
like late like a hard like a hard like, late twenties. Like yeah. I, I might have spent a little too like much time in the Three years sun. of twenty nine. I might have spent I might have had a hard twenty nine years. You, well, you know? were a you were a beach babe. I was a be- never you know, that, was. That, that, that never sun. was. Yeah. Never was well, in reality. I did help you with your fake tanning earlier. So. I do well yeah, fake I do. I, uh-huh. I I I look as if I am a tanned person uh-huh. because without without having to actually get mm-hmm. the sun damage. Mm. Um, okay. Um, so um, so it might be maybe the little bit of more age ahead ahead, but also I think it's probably because um, our you know like our life experience like um, you like you said like you your parents would like you moved a gajillion times mm-hmm. and all within mostly inside of the Boise area, but mm-hmm. your parents would be like all mm, new house. Yeah, yeah, they would be, and for me as a kid. You know, I had no concept of the Boise area. It was a, it, it might as well have been a new city each time for me, you mm. know. Um, Did you have to change school districts? Most of the time I was, I was young enough to, well, let's see here. Uh, three times there was new school districts involved. So, yeah. Um, so about four of the moves were before school when before I even got into school and then three of them were in the midst of grade school uh, four of them in the midst of grade school one two three four no three mm-hmm. uh, hmm. I just as I think about Eugene in some ways I, I'm envious of your planning having to do with affordable housing and now feeling some self-doubt about my planning being more like rooted in this these formative years of restlessness you know my willingness to move being a, a desire to um, have a a new place to adapt to and maybe feeding into some of that early life stuff and also having moved previously as a result of my ex-wife's education endeavors now wanting to do it this time a little bit more of just simply doing it because I want to do it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and I'm very aware of that too because I know a trigger potential trigger for you is the idea that your partner would be driving the ideas uh, driving the plans Mm -hmm. um and uh and I don't and I I don't think that's my that's not really my vibe, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not how triggers work. Yeah. Well, so, that, that's another sort of deeper reason why this topic even came up for me, because it, it allows me a little bit to address some of those concerns I have in the relationship. Uh, it's also why I brought up the idea of a potential issue being resentment for someone else making all the plans. I mean, this all has ties into my past. In fact, now that I think about it, I've been talking about moving. I've talked about my ex-wife. You know, this is, you see, here, here is the, one of the deep enough things that happens in relationships is deep into the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, the title of the podcast, The Deep Enough, has, uh, in addition to its double entendre for relationship stuff, also has this idea of profound topics. But I think one place to go deep enough is also into the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're a and counselor, right? No. Oh, that's right. You yes, are? that's right. I forgot. Do you discourage people from going too deep into their past or into themselves? No. No. But but the way I put it, because I'm also very much about the here and now, and I'm very Mm -hmm. much about practical, and I'm not, 
let's just talk about the past endlessly mm -hmm. for for its you know for its own sake it mm -hmm. isn't that it's that the past is relevant in so far as we bring it into the present right mm -hmm. and so far if the past really was just in the past and was literally not affecting one mm -hmm. in the present then yes it would be irrelevant mm -hmm. but it, if one has unresolved things then that means they're unresolved, which means yeah. they're now. So it's the and it's the stuff from the past is relevant to resolve now because it's affecting one now. Mm -hmm. um, and if it isn't affecting one now, then it's definitely just not even going to come up at all, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like if anything that we're it's like I was talking to you about that yesterday. Anything in our psyche that we avoid ends up driving without a license. Mm -hmm. It ends up it ends yeah. up driving our behavior unconsciously. Uh -huh. And we end up making choices and acting in ways that are counter to our own interest, really, right? Yeah. So here, in the planning process, we have things that we are conscious of regarding our past that allow us to understand our motivations for making plans so that we can do them from our own sense of agency and initiative and so that we can do them perhaps in some ways to resolve some things from the past and at the same time just simply to have fun too there is yeah 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 to have a meaningful enjoyable life mm -hmm. and sometimes a you know and in order to do that with a partner one has to have an agreed upon plan just as simple as hey let's do this thing and we're both you know unsure of how it will be even on go to a renaissance fair i haven't been to one but i've always wanted to and you're willing to come along and you mm -hmm. think it would be fun and you're willing to engage in it like even think mm -hmm. i will need a sword yeah <laughs> you well know? you know when i was a kid i loved fantasy novels and stuff and mm -hmm. when i was in college i had a a friend who was really involved in the, the Society for Creative Anachronism. Oh, I wrote them the most weird letter when I was a kid. Dear Society for the Creative Anachronism, I am so inspired by your blah de -de blah It was this big... I've, if, if, wait, if wait, I wait, wait, are you serious? I'm totally fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like a kid and I found out about it like from the back of some magazine or something and I just was like, sent them this big... Please let me enter into the magical realm of your anachronistic pursuits. <laughs> and um, and then they sent me some like letter with like a, some materials with all these like things, and I was like going, oh, this looks like a lot of work. <laughs> this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I thought it was, but it was so. But yeah, I did. I wrote them this this like I wasn't very old mm. when I did this mm -hmm. letter. Sent them this letter. Hmm. But yeah. So but um. So yep. Hmm. Yep. I've been weird for a long time, man. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> well, this is this a fun little discovery we had here. Mm -hmm. This interesting letter you wrote. Early on weirdness. Yeah, Early yeah. onset weird. Uh huh. Huh. Kind of reminds me of how I feel like I could have been a a Dungeons and Dragons role playing guy. Yeah. What up, a, man? And it never happened. Oh, dude, who's doing? Who is somebody's doing D and D that I ran into? Oh. My friend Nika, mm -hmm. um, they do LARPy kind of stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I said, dude, like, like, include us. We want to mm -hmm. do it. Because I figured mm -hmm. you, because I, I said, we're just like, we're, I said, and they apparently lean into the improv with their mm -hmm. deal too. And I'm like, I'm ready to roll. We're like the nonstop improvers. Huh. I think it started because I had her listen to the 
the one of our theme songs I said you get because it's like the, that theme song where you said Tracy I love you so much uh-huh. you know that one uh-huh. I feel like it's such an exact example of like my exact sense of humor uh-huh. it's a way in which your sense of humor and my sense of humor are so well aligned it's oh. what I ta- was talking about it's like the earnestness and absurdity in uh-huh. combination uh-huh. like like there's a winking self-awareness of the absurdity while still yeah. not being it isn't cynical it's very earnest mm-hmm. it's like very innocent and earnest and also but winkingly self-aware of yes. how silly it is yeah right yeah and that's a very specific sort of sense of humor that i i don't haven't met maybe anybody who has it you know mm. Hmm. I, not in not in my daily life, you know. I haven't really ever. It's a very peculiar sense of humor, and you have that same sense of humor hmm. where it isn't, it isn't, it isn't par, it isn't uh, sardo- sardonic in any way, or it isn't satirical. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's earnest, but winkingly self-aware. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Almost. Almost. Part of my brain is um, stuck on this this idea of moving somewhere. I got a little bit, yeah, I, I located a lot of gears to spinning on that without a, an interaction. And when you talked about the humor earlier, I mean, I know it's there. There's that, that commonality that we have. It's just I'm not as a, aware of it as something to, that I do. You, you have had some history in um, being a little more performative and, and improv in an intentional way. And me, it, it's more of like a side effect of my personality. And I think mm. it's, it's also a part of your personality, and yet you've cultivated it a little bit. So I think you have a, a bit better capacity to articulate how, how that, that humor works and how to characterize it verbally. So some of it, it falls into the example of guess that kind of makes sense but you there's certain ways tracy that where you're you're just smarter than me in some ways you know not in many but no No, i don't well i mean i appreciate you saying that and you've said that before i sincerely don't think it it isn't i don't i don't think i don't think it's true i just i really don't Mm -hmm. and it's not out of any sense of like false modesty on my part Uh believe me because i have neither regular nor false modesty Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) but i i don't think i am smarter than you i don't think i'm less smart but i Uh i don't think i'm smarter than you at all Hmm. i think you're really quite brilliant Hmm. i don't feel like intimidated or lesser Mm -hmm. in any way but i Mm -hmm. um no i think you're really quite brilliant well, let's bring the concept of intelligence into planning, you know? Mm. I mean, let's recognize that planning can be very complex, you know? I mean, this, this is the mm. reason why we decided mm. it would be worth doing a podcast. We thought it would be complex enough to generate an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. So how do we use our intelligence to plan effectively? Because Okay, okay I'm going to jump right in. Yeah. The starting point of making any change is deciding what need is this change trying to meet. And mm-hmm. then that, in a sense, creates a focal point for almost like a mission statement, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. why, like, 
what is what need are we trying to meet Mm -hmm. and the need doesn't it can be as simple as to have an adventure because we want to have adventures and adventures Mm -hmm. will be you know valuable because they expand the capacity and the experience blah 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 blah, whatever it is but the first step is in any change is to figure out what need do i feel this change will meet Mm -hmm. and then you make a plan with that as the center point like this will meet a need Mm-hmm. What need will it meet? And then you make all of your decisions based on, is this toward or away from the meeting of this need? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that we're couching planning in terms of meeting needs and making changes. I'm glad we're doing it that way. Um, it makes it much more personal. I think every plan is personal, you know. So you think to have a good plan, then being in touch with what the need is mm-hmm. helps quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that... yeah, especially for a big change, uh-huh. something that's a big thing. Like it's clear to me, if so, what need would I be meeting by going to a Renaissance fair? It would be a fun adventure. I would get to see things that I don't get to see every day. I would get mm-hmm. to have a fun time with you mm-hmm. I would it would be just an ex, mm-hmm. a, a, a diversion as they say mm-hmm. you know and that's and the need that it would be meeting would be my need for novelty my need mm-hmm. for relaxing mm-hmm. my need for having a, a mm-hmm. lark mm-hmm. so from what our conversations in the past in your past relationships some of these ideas and plans are you is is to do something you've wanted to do before, but your life circumstances didn't facilitate doing some of them. Right. That's that's part of too, where like in a relationship, sometimes we have the freedom to do things we always wanted to do, you know, or Mm. or not necessarily always wanted to do, but the things we want to do are more attainable because they're like done as a team, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not just about more attainable because a factor in like going to a Renaissance fair was to go with a, I mean, part of the ultimate most fun thing about going to the Renaissance Fair would be to go with my romantic partner. Mm-hmm. But that makes, because there's something a little bit romantic about mm-hmm. the idea of a Renaissance Fair and to go mm-hmm. with my romantic partner. I might have to defend you from an errand tonight. Could happen. Could happen. Wait, is that the right term? Errand? I think it sounds good. I'm not okay, sure. I, right. I don't but um, some 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 knight that is not on a knightly path who has diverged from the correct path of knightly chivalry and is now just being a, a rogue. Yeah, rogue, a non-chivalrous knight. No, he has he has he has diverged from the knightly path. So, but okay. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, it's just like the fun thing of having a shared experience with a lover, really, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's part of the fun. It's not just to go to look at the things, but to mm-hmm. have a romantic experience, mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. a setting that encourages it. So, and you can only do that if you have a lover who wants to do that also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that I couldn't have gone to a Renaissance fair if I'd wanted to. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't, I didn't have the partner that I would want to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or who would want to go with me, I should say. Uh-huh. Even more. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and then so so that's part of it it's like the person it's not just the plan it's the person that you do the plan with that makes it important like it Mm -hmm. like that to me is the most important thing and I think that's partly like also like why if I'm with someone who I want to be with and who is really fun Mm -hmm. then almost anything is fun we're getting close to wrapping this up for and I think we'll I think uh, just a two episode or a two segment is good for this agreed I just wanted because you made a a breakthrough there at the end because I started this as like planning together as a couple and then you kind of led it to this point where as in a relationship we one of the reasons to make plans is because we can enjoy them together it's like wanting to do it together enhances our enjoyment of doing the thing right Mm -hmm. you know and it enhances the enjoyment of each other it gives us a um a venue Mm-hmm. within which to explore being together. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a robin. Hmm. That a worm. Hmm. It's probably very auspicious. Mm-hmm. So I think we're about to wrap up the episode. Um, any final... No, you have some final thoughts on it. You say your final thoughts. Um, well, my, my final thoughts are there's certainly a, a spectrum of planning that any that a relationship facilitates. You mm-hmm. know? I'm going to stop you right there. No, you're not. I'm not done yet. Um, what, why? I was going to stop you because you were going to try to make it universal, and I wanted you to tell your internal insight instead of your because you were trying to uh-huh. wrap it up with a universality oh. and I, I think you should just say what insight you got individually oh um. what did you learn about yourself I think that uh, well what I learned about myself because the, the spectrum thing is is that one thing I like to do with you is have just fun right it's just to enjoy things spontaneously and the other thing I like to do with you is to um, like interact in a way that that brings forth new experiences and that to bring those forth I have to kind of navigate my my needs and my emotions Um, and so you know I got some insight a little bit into what needs might be met independently for my own past making plans together and also understanding the the value that we have for each other in the process of making the plans um it's kind of i mean i had some some other thoughts too there but i got a bit flummoxed when you said i'm gonna stop you so sorry if i flummoxed you yeah that was probably rude of me i might have been going right to the place you wanted me to go but then got sidetracked Damn it. Damn it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I apologize. I should watch that as a habit. It's not the you best. Think that's a habit? It's mm. a tendency. A tendency. It's a tendency. I apologize. Mm. Well, maybe the next episode we can talk about is our tendencies that we have. You know? Not necessarily that tendency, but the kind of tendencies that, that people have that they try to work with. All right. So then... Four, three, two. Love you. Love you too.